from Portland, Oregon. This is the Jewish Review Podcast. I'm Rocky Roll. Coming up this episode, it's a challenging time for Jewish communities and their members worldwide. It's also a challenging time to be a teenager. To get a view of what it's like to be both at the same time, I spoke to Tally Greenfield, a high school senior and board member of the Oregon Jewish Community Youth Foundation. We talk about what drew her to philanthropic work early in life and what she experiences as one of just a handful of Jews in her large high school. It was a fun, illuminating conversation I'm sure you'll enjoy. Stay with us. The Jewish Review Podcast is brought to you by the Jewish Federation of Greater Portland, presenting the 2024 Laurie Rogaway Outstanding Jewish Professional Award. Nominations are now open for the Rogaway Award, which honors a mid-career Jewish professional in Portland for their commitment to leadership in Jewish communal work. Learn more and find out how to nominate a deserving Jewish professional by the March 8th deadline online at jewishportland.org. Link in the episode notes. Now, let's hear from Tali Greenfield. Tali Greenfield, welcome to the Jewish Review Podcast. Hi, it's good to be here. It's good to have you here. Thanks for coming. So tell me about your Jewish journey. I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon. I now live in Lake Oswego. And I guess my Jewish journey kind of started when I joined Habanim Drawer in North America. It's a camp I go to every year in Canada. And so I'm there for a summer. And it's kind of the, it was the first time when I was really surrounded by a bunch of Jewish youth like me. And it was really transformative. It kind of, we focus a lot on Jewish values. And so I kind of take those values and carry them with me through my journey, not uh, at camp. And so I guess my Jewish journey would kind of start there. And then currently I am the president of the Jewish Student Union at Lake Ridge High School. I am uh, one of the teen council board members at Oregon Jewish Community Youth Foundation. And then I am next year going to be a madracha, which is a counselor at Habanun Dora, North America. The camp is called Camp Miriam in BC, Canada. Tell me what Jewish student life is like at Lake Ridge High School. Yeah, so Lake Ridge is pretty homogenous. I would say like 10 to 20 Jewish students, and a lot of them don't really observe either religious or cultural um, important things about Judaism. Out of how many students at Lake Ridge? Mm, Like 2,000, maybe 1,800. The Jewish Student Union has become just a place for non-Jews to learn about Jewish culture and focus on issues about uh, like identity and belonging and discrimination. And so normally we have around 20 to 25 members at bi-weekly meetings and I just talk about Jewish culture and it's a really great learning opportunity for students who are not exposed to anything Jewish because Lake Oswego is so isolated and homogenous. And so, yeah, Jewish life is pretty minimal, but I am working really hard to bring some Jewish life in there. Does it feel isolating to not have a sense of like a big Jewish community in your school? Yeah, it is isolating, especially with major world events pertaining to Jewish people all over. And I guess that it is isolating, but I've kind of found a community in either like Portland organizations or again at camp. So OGCYF has served as a great Jewish community for like like-minded teens that I can't get at my school. And so has a Habanim drawer. Well, speaking of the Community Youth Foundation, uh, tell me about your work with OJCYF. 
Yeah. So I, like I said, am a teen council board member at OJCYF. OJCYF is a youth-led philanthropy grant-giving organization. So essentially, we raise around 70K yearly to grant out to Portland Metro organizations. We will host a benefit event in spring where we will call a bunch of donors and kind of crowd raise funds. And then we will use that money to grant out to organizations. And so we kind of gather, I would say, around 60 proposals from Southwest Washington and Portland Metro area nonprofits. And through a bunch of consensus and decision making and site visits, we narrow down the organizations that we want to fund and how much. And so ODCYF is kind of built on the generosity of donors and philanthropists in the Portland metro area, and it empowers youth to support our community in a fiscal way, in a way that we can't through hard work or volunteering at a food pantry. So I think OGCYF serves a really unique purpose in the Portland metro area for teens because we have a really big monetary impact in our community beyond what we could do with just volunteering. Yeah, what what drew you to philanthropic work like this fairly early on in life? Because it's not usually something associated with being a teenager. I learned about OJSYF through my sister, who also served as a board council member. But bringing it all back to camp, those values were instilled in me pretty young. I started camp when I was six years old. And there's a big focus on Tikkun Olam and kind of giving back both locally and internationally. And so I guess, I don't know, it was, I was how, it was how I was raised. And so when I learned about OJSYF through my sister, it stuck. And I was like, I want to do this. So I began OJSYF in COVID, which I will say was a little rough. But I got through it online, OJSYF. It's just harder. Yeah, you need the, I don't know, you need the community and the like kind of momentum that comes from being in a group. So yeah, I was drawn to OJSYF. I'm... I love to give back. I love to volunteer. And I found that OJSYF was a way, great way to do that. Outstanding. So as a student at Lake Ridge, is anti-Semitism something you encounter regularly? Is it part of your daily life? No, it's not part of my daily life. I've spent K through 12 within the Lake Oswego School District. And I would say I've probably experienced anti-Semitism two or three times. And it was never directly. Uh, there was a incident after October 7th, I met with the superintendent and the head of our school board to talk about anti-Semitism and basically how to support Jewish students in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. And so at that meeting, I brought up the incidents and they were quick to address them. But basically in my AP US history class, there's a gigantic uh, American flag on the wall and a student lifted up the American flag and underneath were a bunch of swastikas drawn on the wall. And what was unfortunate about the situation even more than the obvious Nazi propaganda was that teacher didn't really react. He brought in a student who was taking art to paint like purple hearts over it and just didn't say anything. And so I was sitting in the class as the only Jew and I was like, what is going on? Like, so I went and talked to my teacher and he made a small speech about it. But I would say that the anti-Semitism in Lake Ridge comes more from a place of ignorance than a place of hate. 
I just think we don't properly address anti-Semitism and have adequate education on the Holocaust within the school district. So teenage boys think it's funny to like draw swastikas on the wall. It's definitely not a daily occurrence. However, there is still some hate and bigotry within the school district. Well, you mentioned conversations around world events, particularly the October 7th attacks. What have those conversations looked like within the confines of Lake Ridge High School? So the conversations are non-existent. Um, As the leader of JSU, I, and again in late October, I uh, led a conversation within the club. It was supposed to just be like a dialogue for people to express their feelings and to learn and to just talk about such a horrible thing that's going on in the world. And so I host that dialogue. It went pretty well. There was a small turnout because what I discovered was Lake Oswego was so isolated that a lot of kids, unfortunately, just didn't care. Uh, No one was talking to me about it. My teachers weren't talking to me about it. I'm very outwardly Jewish at school. And so it was just dead silence. Yeah, so I use JSU as a platform to kind of bring this conversation up, and I've stayed pretty active, serving as a voice against anti-Semitism and to make sure that any dialogue that was happening within the school was tolerant and not anti-Semitic. The reaction was non-existent, and unless I didn't bring it up to our superintendent or the head of our school board, I don't think the school would have really addressed it. Has that non-existent reaction continued as events have progressed in in Gaza and in the surrounding areas? Yes. That is surprising to hear. So as someone who's about to enter the quote-unquote adult world, what are the things you see in that adult world that concern you? And what are some things that make you feel optimistic? I don't know. I think there's a lot more expected of you when you reach adulthood, and you're supposed to be more, like, knowledgeable about certain topics and just have more of a stance. And so I am a little, I guess, worried about that. But I'm optimistic about the new platforms and opportunities I'll get when I'm not a high school student. Yeah, just entering college and, like, joining Hillel and, I don't know, finding new platforms where, honestly, my voice will be weighed more, where it's not a voice of a senior in high school, but it's like an active college student or a young adult who's wanting to give back to the world, I guess. What do you see as the future of of Jewish communal life, both locally here in, in Portland and in the broader sense? What do you envision changing about the experience of Jewish community as you move through young adulthood? I think the Jewish community is incredibly resilient. I mean, the Jewish community has withstood the test of time. Like, if you look at our history, we've been persecuted again and again, and we come back stronger with more culture and more community and perseverance. And so I'm hopeful that the community will continue to do that. And even generations and generations later, we will still stay a tight-knit and strong community, even despite our very small numbers. Yeah, I'm hopeful about that with our community. And I, I think there's a pretty strong divide between young Jews and older Jews. And I think mostly relating to world topics, especially Israel. But I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm looking f- to kind of like bridge that divide. 
and really, I don't know, learn from older Jews and just host like dialogues. Like I feel like I've seen the news and stuff, a lot of division, especially recently. And so I'm hopeful that the Jewish community can all come together and all stand on the same bridge. And I, I, I don't know, just be Jewish together, engage in the fun cultural traditions and I don't know, all light a menorah. Um, and so as I become a young adult and I am slowly, I don't know, getting older and become, I don't know, I'm not going to be one of the old Jews for a really long time, but I'm just, I'm looking forward to kind of changing that aspect of the Jewish community and making it. Yeah, I'm more inclusive and less and lessening the divide. What are some of the ways you've seen that divide manifest in your own life? At camp, we had an old movement member come and kind of talk to us about Israel. And the way he was addressing it and just kind of the words and the way he was phrasing his questions, it felt like he was trying to convince us as like the younger generation to have this kind of emotional connection to Israel. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in that conversation, I really saw the divide because my peers were battering him with questions and like strongly being like, I disagree. And it almost felt like they were calling his ideas almost like outdated. And he was responding almost defensively, just trying to defend his positions. And I think in that conversation, I really saw the divide between younger and older generation Jews, particularly pertaining to Israel. So what do you think has changed about growing up Jewish today versus 10, 20, 30 years ago when when your parents' generation or the generation of this, this gentleman you were talking about were, were coming of age? I mean, the obvious one is social media. I've met a bunch of Jewish teens and I've stayed in touch with a bunch of Jewish teens through social media or just simply like texting and calling. And so I think that's a really big change. I think more so about my generation, I think we're really looking to create a Jewish community and to have Jewish friends. I know my mom grew up in SoCal. She lived in a place where there was a bunch of Jews. And so Jews were, like she could name, her five closest friends were most likely Jewish. And I just think that my generation, or at least my experience living in Lake Oswego, my closest friends are definitely not Jewish. And so I think a big, a big change in my generation is kind of that, that want and that need to kind of surround ourselves with other people with the same faith which I don't think was as strong in the older generations. Yeah. And you mentioned social media obviously is a great means to make that connection, but it also has its its downsides. Wh- how would you describe the the experience of being on social media with all its good and bad as a Jewish teenager in 2024? The only times that I if we're if we're talking about anti-semitism on social media, I would say the only times where people are targeted or Jewish teens are bullied or cyberbullied would be if they are going out and stating their opinions on a public platform and kind of wanting a conversation or saying things that are pretty divisive. Like, as a Jewish teen, I have found, like, social media has been great. It's been a great way to connect with my friends and I haven't experienced any hate. I know that there are certainly places where 
Jewish teens are experiencing that. But in general, I have found social media to be uh, pretty safe platforms and not a place where I can be targeted. And it sounds like a valuable source of connection for you living in a community that's relatively light on Jewish folks in your age group. Yes. What are some of the, the friendships that have come out of that and the ways that those have, have popped up, I guess? I would say the big one is just staying in contact with my Canadian friends from camp uh, because I really only go up for camp. It's fun to see what they're up to and to like their posts and comment and all that stuff. I think the big one, especially as I am getting ready to enter college next year, is I'm like there's these all these like social media pages for the college I'm going to and so I kind of stalk the page and I like I click on their profile and I see that they're Jewish and so I DM them I'm like I'm so excited to go to Hillel with you like I use social media to keep in contact with Jewish friends I've kind of made in person and then it's also just a great way to find Jewish teens and they're normally really receptive when you reach out and you're like Hi, I also, I just want to find a Jewish community where I'm going. And so, yeah, it's just, it's a great way to meet uh, or stay in contact with old friends and meet new. Well, you had talked about that need to build community and it sounds like that's a great opportunity for that. Where yes. are you going to college next year? Uh, Washington University in St. Louis. Uh-huh. So very a nice. big Jewish community, which I'm very excited about. Excellent. <laughs> so what is something, one thing that you wish older generations knew about the experience of being a Jewish teen today? I feel like my generation is pretty politically active. And I would say it's hard as a Jewish teen because sometimes it's expected that we know everything about Jews or Israel or culture or religion. It feels more like we're put on, a, on the spot as a teen, and especially living in Oregon, where there are not a bunch of Jews, it feels, it's pretty isolating. And so I would just say I would want older generations to kind of know that we feel almost like a weight on our back to kind of like defend our culture or to to keep Judaism alive. And so I think it's particularly pertinent during our generation as so many people are looking, as they become young, young adults, they're looking to kind of take a stance on certain matters. And they want to learn more about Judaism or they want to learn more about Israel. And they'll kind of turn to their Jewish friends. And it can be, uh, it can be pretty hard. Tali Greenfield, thank you so much for joining yes. us in the Jewish Review Podcast. Of That's a wrap for this episode of the Jewish Review Podcast. Thanks to Tally Greenfield and Susan Berniker at the Oregon Jewish Community Foundation for helping bring this episode together. You can learn more about the Community Youth Foundation's work at ojcf.org slash programs slash ojcyf. If you'd like to support ojcyf's work, consider attending or sponsoring their annual benefit event Thursday, April 18th at the Middleman Jewish Community Center. Read more in today's Jewish Review at jewishportland.org slash jewishreview or email Susan at susanb at ojcf.org. I'll leave links in the show notes as well. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice to help others find our show and click subscribe to get our latest episode every two weeks. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, 
please reach out by email to editor at jewishportland.org. The Jewish Review Podcast is a production of the Jewish Federation of Greater Portland. Special thanks to Daniel Berger, and a special congratulations to our office cookie competition champion, Laura Jezzer. Our theme music is by Isaac Joel. I'm Rocky Roll. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, all the best.